Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Amber Lemke. Amber is a head women's bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin. She's been there for six years. Amber, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klempkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Amber, you guys have quite a successful program down there, winning the NCAA championship this past year. What do you think has been one of the keys to the successes for you guys to get you where you are since you've been there? You started back in 2011, 2012. And you guys, are you help build the program, build the team up, and you're doing such a great job. But talk about what you think has been able to, what's been one of the keys to your successes there at Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, I um, before I got to Stephen F. Austin, I was um, coaching um, collegially at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, where, where I t- attended, uni- um, went to university as well. Um, so I was there for four years before I got there. And then when we took the job, we, we really saw that there was a lot of talent already on the team, and we felt that we could, you know, do some things to make it better. Um, I think that my experience at a at a Division three level school, which was Whitewater, and going to a D1 school and having extra resources that we weren't used to having um, definitely helped me out when we got there. And we also took kind of the knowledge that we had gained in the four years we were coaching in Wisconsin and brought it with us to Texas and um, used that to our advantage when we got there. We've, we've been recruiting heavily out of the Midwest. Um, if you look at our roster, last year we had nine and four of those. Um, we're in Texas, and the rest were from, um, you know, all over the United States. And we kind of just try and recruit the best kids that, you know, that we see. We're really big on um, them fitting into our program um, because we want kids that are going to buy into what we're doing when they get there. And we really feel that um, it doesn't necessarily – you don't always need the best talent to win all the time, but you need the best team. Um, and I think that's part of the reason that we've been able to be so successful in the last eight years since we've been there. We've been lucky enough to qualify for – uh, the USDC sectionals every year since we've been there. And then through the sectionals, we've qualified for nationals every time. Um, and, you know, and luckily we've made the NCAA nationals quite a few times and winning two titles isn't too bad. But I think that, um, you know, we, we every year we tell the girls it's a new process. It gets harder to make it to that national stage every year. Uh, the talent is getting better across the board, across all teams. And so, um, you know, it's my job to make sure that we keep bringing in top talent, but also people that fit within our what we're looking for as far as our team goes and our team chemistry and things like that. Well, there's there's definitely some some really good things going on as far as coaching goes there because there's no way you can win you know a couple national titles and in fact almost three national titles now you almost won in the last five years. So what do you think are some of the the most important key components to being a uh, you know an outstanding coach? No, for us, we really, really focus in on making sure the girls feel like we have a family. Um, they have a family when they get to us. It's really important for Steve and I um, to have a really big trust with them. You know, we always tell them we're recruiting you for a reason. We want you, you know, in our corner. We want you on our team for a reason. And we know that you're going to work hard, and we're going to work hard for you too. Um, and so that's kind of our philosophy is, like, we're all in for each other every year, and we make sure that um, we get kids that believe in that so that when they get to us, that they're able to work hard and they're able to see, you know, how much we care for them. Um, Steve and I are lucky enough to have three of our own kids, but we treat our team every year like our own kids. Um, I always joke, and I have three young, young kids. 
Um, but we've been doing this now. This is our 12th season coaching together, and every year we kind of bring out a new group of kids. Um, so, um, you know, that's really important to us that they feel like they have a family. Where we're located in Texas is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so when they do come to us, many of them are coming far from home. So it's important that we give them that family atmosphere. Uh, the other thing, too, is that, you know, my husband, uh, as, the, as the volunteer assistant, has graduated from, you know, at the time, and it, it's no longer, unfortunately, but Vincennes University had a bowling management degree, and he really, um, you know, we've been involved in bowling for a long time, and he's do- he does a great job with the technical side of things, and, um, you know, he's been a huge part of helping the girls get their confidence up and getting technical um, with them, and we really focus in on doing things together as a family all the time. Uh, when we do mm. team bonding things, we try and take our own kids with, and um, all of our our kids call all of our student athletes aunties. That's that's just how we how we roll when we're uh, at campus. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun um, in that aspect. But you know, we've been lucky to attract a lot of t- top talent um, in the past few years, and it's able to help us keep the talent coming every year. People really see that, you know, um, they're getting better while they're at SFA and they're leaving better than what they came. And that's always our goal is we want them to come in. We want to use what they have. And we want to make them better. And we want them to learn something while they're there. Um, the, the growth of the PWDA tour is, is awesome. And it's really helped that tremendously because there is something for them to bowl when they're done with college, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm. I think for a while yeah. there, um, you know, there was nothing, you know, for women to bowl. And, and now, unfortunately, with a lot of bowling centers closing and a lot of leagues kind of folding, they have to bowl with men all the time. So I think having the PWBA Tour really has elevated the talent level in collegiate because there is something for them to do when they're done. So, Amber, let's talk about recruiting there. It seems to be one of those challenging things that when we talk to coaches all the time, they're always spending more time recruiting you seem to focus more on the upper Midwest, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, et cetera. So let's talk about that and, and why are you focusing up there? And then also, what do you think have been some of the keys to your successes when it comes to recruiting? Yeah, it is. It's, you know, super competitive. I recruit a majority of my summer, um, you know, basically recruiting two or three years ahead of time even um, to get, you know, to gauge interest, I guess, is really what it is. And I think that for us, we, we build a certain level of trust, um, we have a we have good ties to the Wisconsin community as far as bowling goes, um, and they we have people here that have kind of followed um, both Steve and I when we were at Wisconsin Whitewater, and now we moved to Texas, and um, we're they're still doing a really good job of getting a whole bunch of press in Wisconsin, so people know about us. And I think that there's a comfort level um, for some of the parents when they send their kids to us, knowing that you know we we are far from our family as well, and that they know that we give everything we have to the kids when they're with us. And I think that that kind of um, builds a trust level with them. And, um, you know, it's a different level. And the, the awesome thing about SFA is that it's a, it's a D1 institution, but not necessarily a D1 enrollment. So we're more, our enrollment size is about 13,000 um, total. So that's more, when you look at division schools, division one schools can have up to 40,000 people. So the fun part about us is our school attracts people because it's a smaller school in the D1 world, but we still have all the resources of the Division I um, sport. So I think that's another thing. Sometimes you have people that don't want to go to colleges that are 40,000 people, and for us it's really important that it fits them and it fits our program. And so, you know, we're really keen on that. Um, When they come visit us, we're upfront about everything. And I always tell people my girls are walking, talking, SFA billboards, they'll tell you exactly everything. They don't sugarcoat anything. 
Um, they know exactly what they're getting into when they get there, and we're pretty much an open book. And I think that a lot of people like that because we're not trying to hide anything. There's nothing for us mm-hmm. to hide. We're an open book about everything that we do. I definitely think having the Midwest ties helps us in this area for sure. There's, um, you know, recruiting hotbeds all of the Midwest. There's multiple states. Illinois is producing phenomenal athletes, you know, year in and year out. Um, and so I think that that helps as well because we have some ties here. Yeah, bowling in the Midwest, I tell you what, that was, I mean, there was uh, uh, some some really strong uh, programs and uh, just the sport itself. I mean, when you think about the history of bowling and so much, it goes back to Milwaukee, you know, with the ABC uh, when it was there and St. Louis and as strong as bowling is all throughout, you know, Chicago, for example, and and uh, there, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of talent there. You mentioned your husband Steve is a tremendous player as well. And uh, do, do you said you lean on him a little bit for the technical side of it as well for adjustments? He does. Just... He yes, for sure. There have been um, this this past uh, year. I we had our third baby, and so he hasn't been able to travel to everything this year as he has in the past, just because. Um, my parents live in Wisconsin, and so if they're not able to come and watch the kids for us when we're traveling, it's too hard to take all three with us. Um, and so he, you know, we he kind of gave me a crash course I in the last year and a half because we kind of knew this was coming, um, knowing mm-hmm. that he may not be able to make it to everything. And so, you know, he's, he has tons of knowledge, and with us doing this together for as long as we have, I've definitely picked up on a lot of things over time, but he definitely – um, sees things that I don't, and technical technical wise, he is definitely um, the person that I reach to. We 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 stream now. Um, all of our events are streamed via our Facebook page, and so even when he's not there, he's watching and giving. You know, if I have questions or I'm second guessing something, he's giving me some feedback on. You know, if I what I'm seeing is what I think I'm seeing. I will say that um, his knowledge has definitely rubbed off on our team over time, and I think that's the other reason that we've been able to be successful. Um, you know, we have classroom sessions with them, and we tell them this is a team effort. And, you know, when I'm by myself coaching and you have nine girls with you, um, you know, you're going to miss some shots. You're not going to see something. And also we want to rely on our student-athletes to give us feedback because they're the ones throwing the ball. So, um, you know, yeah. we really try to teach them different aspects of the game so they understand better, and they also understand when they leave us. So I honestly think that um, that has really helped us be better as a team all around because they are really, you know, dependent on each other. They really help each other out, and um, we can go back and forth and have a discussion, a, a knowledgeable discussion, and feel confident, and they can feel confident in their decisions when they're done. Um, but Steve is definitely a huge part of that, and that's something that happens, you know, every day for us at practice, um, preparing them and making sure that they understand things, because we want them to be successful, not only when they're playing for us, but when they're done playing for us as well. Yeah. And what and what do you know? Looking, you know, as far as the national championship winning this year, you went through some amazing programs. You know, McKendry, Vanderbilt, uh, just to name a couple. What, what do you, what do you attribute that uh, championship to this year? Is was was it more technical, or was it strategy, or was it just just the overall success of just a, a year long, you know, strong effort on all different aspects? We we started out um, not so great. In, in the beginning of the year, uh, our season starts October 1st. And the way that the NCAA season works, uh, you're limited on hours per week. Um, and so the way that our schedule works with our tournaments, it, there's a really hard, it's really hard to get a chunk of time where you can just practice, um, where they don't have to, you don't, where you're not working on things in practice and then you're having to compete and it's going towards the end. Um, so what we did with our schedule this year is we kind of super loaded our October schedule. 
so that meant that we had a slower November and we had a chunk of time, like six weeks of time in November to just focus on practice with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started in October, it didn't, it did not start well. Um, and so, you know, I think it was just, we graduated, um, three seniors the year before and one of them being Stephanie Schwartz, who is a four time all American for us. Um, yeah. and so, you know, I think we were just trying to find our way as a team. Um, you know, because we were, we had that person to rely on for four years and she wasn't there any longer. Um, and so I think that there was a little bit of fear in the beginning and just trying to figure it out. Um, so that resulted in some not great results. We had a team meeting, um, in November right before they left school and we kind of talked about, you know, how the six weeks of, you know, of just practice had gone and I felt really comfortable with it. And, um, they had their own team meeting and I did not know this, but they told me this after we won the championship. And they kind of sat down as a team and decided, you know, what everybody needed to do better to get us better. Well, we came back. Um, most of my kids compete at team trials. So we had seven out of the nine at team trials, which I think is a huge advantage because, you know, you're competing with the best in the world and there's nothing, there's no better practice than that, um, you know, while you're trying to compete. And we had some girls that were successful and we came back the second semester um, and won the second tournament of the second semester and then won another tournament a couple weeks after that. Um, and I think that that really showed them the work they were putting in was paying off and it just made them want it more um, and work harder. The way that the NCAA championships worked um, with the automatic qualifiers, which they have in lots of sports, we almost didn't get into the field. Um, we, we, we were in a very competitive conference. The Southland Conference has, you know, a lot of the top teams in it. So fighting for a spot for an AQ, um, we kind of had to, you know, sweat it out to see who else was winning conference and if we get it at large bid or not. So when we got the large bit, obviously, you know, we, we had, we've been telling the girls all year, you know, you, we just have to, we have to be good enough to get there. And once you get there, anything can happen. Um, when we won the championship a couple of years ago, I, we were not the best team um, talent wise, but we were the best team in the building. And the, how the championships work is if you can just muddle your way through the year and it's a long year because you play a hundred plus matches, um, but getting there, anything is possible when you step your foot in the door. And I think that, the extra confidence that they had gained from the events that we had won. And then knowing that we were there and we had a, um, we had an opening round match in Houston um, against Prairie View. And I think that that prepared us then for the ultimate championship when we got there and they just put their foot on the gas and didn't let up. We had our highest team game set of the year against San Houston in that first round. Um, I believe that we played McKendry like nine times during the year and we did not beat them at all. Um, so when we knew we had to play them, you know, we just told the girls, anything can happen. Uh, you know, this is, you're in this building. We're here for a reason. You just have to want it. That's all there is to it. And we have to be here for each other. Um, and that's exactly what happened is that, um, you know, they, they were doing it. They were doing it for each other and they wanted it for each other. And I think that when you have a team that acts like that as a team and um, that anything can happen and we saw that happen. So that was pretty awesome. And honestly, it just continued. Um, I had a couple coaches come to me come to me during the um uh afterwards after we had won everything and said i don't i think you need to go back and watch um your interviews because i think that people would have told you that you guys were going to win if anybody was watching the interviews and i said well why do you say that so i hadn't watched them you know i was a part of them but i think you get caught up in the moment so you don't i wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about it i went back and rewatched some of the interviews and it was very apparent that my kids were there because they wanted it for each other and not necessarily for them um, and I think that that goes a long way when you're in a moment like that where you need somebody else to help you. Um, you need to be there all together because it's not one person that can do it. And I think that, you know, they just came together as a team at the right time. We kind of talk about, 
you know, all this leads up to March and April, um, just like other sports, your, your championship, um, you know, your championship time is the time to shine. And doesn't matter what happens throughout the course of the year, that's your moment. Um, and I think that they really believed in that and they, they really, you know, just kind of put their foot on the gas and they did not let up when they got there. They knew that it was an awesome opportunity for us to be there and not everybody gets that opportunity. Um, and it's special. Um, and so I think that they just took that and kind of ran with it. And it was definitely a fun experience to be a part of, especially since we didn't start out great in the beginning of the year. And I think that, you know, seeing all their hard work and um, everything they've done throughout the course of the year to get to that point, and then once they were there to take advantage of it, is something that, you know, most coaches can only dream of happening and watching that unfold um, in your own team is pretty exciting. So, Amber, you had two seniors graduate this year. What do you want them to take away most from your program bowling and then even just just being with you as, and being part of the team? Yeah, I think that for, for my two seniors that were leaving, you know, they really grew up in the four years that they were with us. Um, and I think that a lot of the stuff that we teach them, and not even just bowling, because I know that not everybody is going to go on to bowl the PWBA or want to bowl all the time, but even bowling a league for fun and um, just taking life experiences away is important to us. The, you know, we always tell them, you know, this it, it was a, it's a privilege to be able to bowl at a university. Not everybody gets to do it there are a lot of people that will never get the chance to do it that want the chance to do it. Um, and so we want them to take advantage of that, but just having those life experiences, you know, within the things that we did with them is really important to us. And I think that um, they have conveyed to us how, how different, you know, they look at life now because they've had an experience like that. And so I'm just grateful that they were able to have those experiences and have good experiences, um, and leaving knowing, you know, I don't, there's not very many people out there that can say that they left the university with two national championships. Amber Lemke, <laughs> want to thank you for being here on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. Stephen F. Austin, bowl, head women's bowling coach. So thank you for joining us and all the best of luck with the team moving forward. Thank you so much.